As a mother and a parent, I'm shocked. Three months. That's how long a temporary restraining order has been in place naming this man, our superintendent, as a clear and present danger to a woman. People knew about this and hid it. I want you to know, we drove down here from Grapevine today because we wanted to be here. I've been watching what's been going on in Round Rock and it has been shameful. Does the board condone this kind of behavior? It doesn't look like you condemn it. What else are you covering up? Amid stories across the state and nation of rogue and corrupt school administration, Central Texans are experiencing and exposing a similar mess in their local school district. This is Exposed by Texas Scorecard, Season 1, Exposing Round Rock ISD. Round Rock Independent School District is located in the northern suburbs of Austin, in a community long considered safe and far enough away from the notoriously weird and liberal capital city. However, troubling stories have recently surfaced about Round Rock ISD officials, such as abuse of power, domestic assault allegations, allowing boys' and girls' private rooms, offering pornographic material to children, blocking parents from public meetings, and even arresting concerned citizens. Local parents are now waking up. The primary characters in the district's recent tumultuous episodes are the Round Rock ISD school board and recently hired superintendent, Dr. Hafaid Azaiz. Azaiz is currently under investigation by the state government, and five of the seven school board trustees have sided with him against concerned parents. The latest series of events began this summer, when those five school board members controversially selected Azaiz as the district's new superintendent. Community members objected for numerous reasons. As you're meeting to discuss the salary for the loan finalist for superintendent, a few questions remain. Why have you done this entire superintendent search process in closed session? Why has it been so rushed? Why have you not made Dr. Aziz available to the taxpayers that will pay his salary. What are you hiding? Our concerns for the superintendent candidate have not been addressed, and we continue to feel marginalized through this process. Before discussing the salary of their superintendent candidates, AISD held three public forums. Round Rock ISD has held zero. Round Rock ISD board president has stated that since the board didn't arrange a public forum ahead of time, they can't do this now. That is ridiculous. There is still time. We are requesting a delay in voting on the superintendent until an open community forum, or at the very least, an open forum with the board can be held. I mentioned before I'm concerned, parent. I am specifically concerned about this board's lack of transparency and the results in the marginalization of us parents and stakeholders by devaluing our input. Seeking community involvement in a decision as important as our next superintendent at a $400,000 annual salary must be quite a challenge. What it shouldn't be is a decision put through in just 16 days, a decision made by your own admission that did not plan or schedule any pre-contract forms prior to interviews, no scheduled any community meets and greets, nor did it set any expectations of the candidate to talk with the community. It shouldn't have been a decision made by the Board of Trustees without the communication to the public. 
We brought several concerns about the new superintendent to the board's attention, and these concerns have uh, not been addressed. AISD offered their community several opportunities for open forums with their loan finalists, and we would like the same thing. We have a right to ask questions. We have a right to be heard. We have the right to have you address our concerns in public and justify why these concerns are being overlooked. Only two of the seven trustees, Mary Bone and Danielle Weston, voted against hiring Azaiz, echoing concerns they lacked both a public forum and the superintendent a consistent work achievement. Weston spoke first. I've got some regrets about our superintendent search. I'm going to be very honest with, with you. Um, I've expressed that to you all privately. I'm now expressing that publicly, that I could have done a better job in advocating for more transparency and for a slower process. Mary Bone also commented. Having 24 hours to go over an 11-page contract is not enough time. I ask that we pull back and take the time our children and community taxpayers deserve to give them both a sound budget, which also now includes a discussion on virtual, and a qualified superintendent that can be held accountable through a well-crafted contract. Less than two months later, Azaiz began facing serious allegations of domestic assault and is now under investigation by the state government and local sheriff's office. And the five board members are facing allegations of covering it up. As community members began asking questions, their concerns grew into outcries at a September board meeting when Azaiz and the five trustees arbitrarily blocked citizens from the public forum on mask mandates and taxes, only allowing 21 seats in a lecture hall that has a capacity of 375. Azaiz and board president Amy Weir directed district police officers to keep citizens out of the room and even threatened to remove those who were not sitting in one of the board's 21 approved chairs. We're going to call the Round Rock Independent School District Board of Trustees regular board meeting to order. Before we start, the rule of the meeting tonight, based on the, the administration's rules, is the number of seats in here or the number of seats. You are not allowed to bring your own seat. You're not allowed to sit on the floor. Um, I'm going to give you one warning, and then we will have to escort you out. Okay, I'd like to appeal the decision of the chair and call for a vote on the seating restrictions in here. Can we see the rule as the board, please? Yes, officer will be, if you can please assist in... I appealed this decision from the chair. I appealed this decision from the chair. Trustees Bone and Weston asked Superintendent Azaiz why they couldn't just let the public inside. Where are those rules written? We can't make up rules. There were were no rules. This is a decision we made, I made. um, And we had this set up for like several meetings now. This is not the first time we had a meeting like this. Now, we can reconsider for the next meeting. I have no problem looking at it again, but this is something we had set up for, I guess, for at least three to four board meetings since I think July. We're asking you to reconsider right now. Yes, what is the downside of allowing? Okay. Bone also had a heated exchange with trustee June Xiao. Uh, okay, this is not an agenda. Okay, this is going, today is going to be a long meeting. No, June, so this is Open start. Meetings Act. No, this is not They have agenda. the right to this come into the meeting. This is not an agenda. A crowd of parents outside the lecture hall questioned police officers at the doors. Let us in! Let us in! 
Inside the room, the two trustees, Bone and Weston, again spoke out against the board's actions, questioned their authority to enact such a rule, and repeatedly admonished them to allow citizens inside so they could resolve the conflict and all proceed with the meeting. The board rejected the idea by a vote of five to two. Trustees, please. It is now 535. We do need to start this meeting. This is your last warning. I'm going to ask, please, nicely. Who is making this warning? I appeal this decision. If President Weir is making the decision, she is the chair, Doug, and I am appealing the decision to have people removed from this meeting. If you want to appeal, appeal to the uh, appropriate authority after the meeting, okay? No, Let's June, I meeting. have the right no, right now. No, no, no. Let's start okay, can meeting. we put this to a vote so we can move yeah. on with the right, meeting? All you. those in favor of enforcing the administration rule of seating in this meeting tonight, raise your hand, please. All those opposed? All right, it passes 5-2. Officer Willoughby, can we please have those that are without? If this is a rule of capacity and COVID safety, then there's a big super spreader. Can we please remove those that are not in the chairs set up by the administration? No, we will not be removed. Unless you're going to apply the same to those children next door. There's a bigger super spreader event next door. They are not being unruly by setting in chairs. This is ridiculous. We are out of control on this board. At this point, they're disrupting the meeting because it's seven minutes since the meeting. They're being disrupted because President Weir is asking them to leave for setting in chairs. On top of that, the board also ordered officers to remove two parents who tried to testify against the board's arbitrary meeting restrictions. Bone and Weston then walked out of the meeting. Madam President, are we back in session? Do we need to gavel yes, in? Yes, it's 616. We're back in session. Okay, well, I just want to say that um, due to the hostility directed to the public tonight and my concerns sorry, about violations were, were, of the Texas Open Meetings Act, you were not acknowledged Act, by the chair. Yeah. This is a failure of leadership, and I am leaving. This is a failure of leadership. Thank you. Parent Dustin Clark also objected to the board's actions. Why won't you let the public in? Okay, Mr. McCullough, why don't you take your minute real quick? Then. We, this man has his one minute. We're going to let Mr. McCullough speak. Madam Chair, has he received more than one warning? He has. I have not received a warning. Mr. Clark, you've received numerous warnings. I did not receive a warning. Consider this your warning. Madam Chair, can you please warn him? Yeah. This Mr. is your Clark, warning. She just warned yes, you. Yes, you have a warning. Texas Penal Code, Section 3813 and 4205. She warned you. You want to keep going? Mr. Clark, you have to leave. You've you got to leave. leave. Bye-bye. You have to leave, Mr. Clark. We cannot continue this. This we. You're right. You can't continue to keep the public out of here. You have been warned, sir. You have a choice. I Be quiet or leave. I move that we adjourn. I will. Furthermore, after that, the board, while still barring the public outside the room, voted to raise property taxes, setting a tax rate that will hike the average homeowner's school bill from $4,053 to $4,080. Trustee Weston summarized this September incident. Uh, but at that September meeting, uh, we were very concerned that we saw police officers uh, behaving in such a way that it appeared to us and others that parents were being prohibited from entering the meeting. This was very concerning about 
to us and, and we were asking about it, we were expressing our concerns, um, and yet it, 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 uh, it, kept, it kept going on, it wasn't stopping. And so we interrupted in the meeting using uh, Robert's Rules of Order, which is a very common uh, procedural mechanism that bodies use to perform their business to try to um, force um, compliance with you know, the spirit and intent of how these meetings are supposed to be held. And we kept being stonewalled and they kept resisting. And so finally, we just realized that the only way the only power that we had to demonstrate our concerns was to leave the meeting. And so for the first time since we got elected, we walked out of a meeting and we did so peacefully and respectfully. Several days after the meeting, district officials, quote, coordinated with the Williamson County Sheriff's Office to arrest those two parents, a minister and a former U.S. military captain, and throw them in jail overnight. The September incident made national headlines, but that was only the beginning. Exposed is a production of Texas Scorecard. If you like this content, please go to texasscorecard.com. Please also rate and review this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. This episode was produced by Drew Cook, directed by Jacob Asmussen, lead audio production by Ariana Silva, and production assistance by Luke Marshall.